Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fireside Poems. I'm Dr. J. Today's poem is Longfellow's Rain in Summer. Rain in Summer is a poem of celebration of a welcome event, presenting images first of the welcome rain, and then of those who are refreshed by its sound and coolness and wet, an ill man confined to his room, boys getting out of school, parched land, oxen given a chance to rest in the field when plowing is suspended, the farmer whose farm will prosper. Rain in summer then takes an unexpected turn, from celebrating rain to celebrating the poet with a capital P, who beholds all these and much more in the rain, the mysteries of life and existence. Let's listen. Rain in Summer by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow How beautiful is the rain! After the dust and heat, in the broad and fiery street, in the narrow lane, how beautiful is the rain! How it clatters along the roofs, like the tramp of hoofs! How it gushes and struggles out from the throat of the overflowing spout! Across the window pane it pours and pours, and swift and wide with a muddy tide, like a river down the gutter roars the rain, the welcome rain. The sick man from his chamber looks at the twisted brooks. He can feel the cool breath of each little pool. His fevered brain grows calm again, and he breathes a blessing on the rain. From the neighboring school come the boys, with more than their wanted noise and commotion. And down the wet streets sail their mimic fleets, till the treacherous pool engulfs them in its whirling and turbulent ocean. In the country on every side, where far and wide, like a leopard's tawny and spotted hide, stretches the plain to the dry grass and the drier grain, how welcome is the rain! In the furrowed land, the toilsome and patient oxen stand, lifting the yoke-encumbered head with their dilated nostrils spread, they silently inhale the clover-scented gale and the vapors that arise from the well-watered and smoking soil. For this rest in the furrow after toil, their large and lustrous eyes seem to thank the Lord more than man's spoken word. Near at hand, from under the sheltering trees, the farmer sees his pastures and his fields of grain as they bend their tops to the numberless beating drops of the incessant rain. He counts it as no sin that he sees therein only his own thrift and gain. These, and far more than these, the poet sees. He can behold Aquarius old, walking the fenceless fields of air, and from each ample fold of the clouds about him rolled, scattering everywhere the showering rain, as the farmer scatters his grain. He can behold things manifold that have not yet been wholly told, have not been wholly sung nor said, for his thought that never stops 
follows the water drops down to the graves of the dead, down through chasms and gulfs profound, to the dreary fountainhead of lakes and rivers underground, and sees them when the rain is done, on the bridge of colors seven, climbing up once more to heaven, opposite the setting sun. Thus the seer, with vision clear, sees forms appear and disappear in the perpetual round of strange, mysterious change from birth to death, from death to birth, from earth to heaven, from heaven to earth, till glimpses more sublime of things unseen before unto his wondering eyes reveal the universe as an immeasurable wheel turning forevermore in the rapid and rushing river of time. I recently read a book by a physics professor who has a large following on YouTube right now, who, like Longfellow in this poem, has his mind on the mysteries of time and existence. Rather than have us look to poets for insight into these mysteries, though, he would have us look to scientists like himself. Science has now made such progress in understanding the universe that not only do we no longer need religion, he declares, we no longer need philosophy or any other kind of understanding not ultimately grounded in physics, as he presumes chemistry and biology to be, but not the arts or social sciences. His popularity rests on his rather contemptuous dismissal of religion, but I'm not sure his followers have thought through the implications of dismissing all understanding not grounded in physics. I can imagine a world in which the physicist can tell us all we need to know about the oxen in the field in the summer rain, but I don't think I'd want to live in that world. For one thing, there probably wouldn't be any oxen standing in the field in the rain. I actually love modern physics, though with a healthy openness to its potential limitations, not because it solves the mysteries of time and existence, but because it profoundly deepens them, giving even greater depth to the seers and mystics among us that Longfellow ultimately celebrates in Rain in Summer. Let's listen again. Rain in Summer by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow How beautiful is the rain! After the dust and heat, in the broad and fiery street, in the narrow lane, how beautiful is the rain! How it clatters along the roofs, like the tramp of hoofs! How it gushes and struggles out from the throat of the overflowing spout! Across the window pane it pours and pours, and swift and wide with a muddy tide, like a river down the gutter roars the rain, the welcome rain. The sick man from his chamber looks at the twisted brooks. He can feel the cool breath of each little pool. His fevered brain grows calm again, and he breathes a blessing on the rain. From the neighboring school come the boys with more than their wanted noise and commotion, and down the wet streets sail their mimic fleets till the treacherous pool engulfs them in its whirling and turbulent ocean. In the country, on every side, 
where far and wide, like a leopard's tawny and spotted hide, stretches the plain to the dry grass and the drier grain. How welcome is the rain! In the furrowed lane, the toilsome and patient oxen stand, lifting the yoke-encumbered head with their dilated nostrils spread. They silently inhale the clover-scented gale and the vapors that arise from the well-watered and smoking soil. For this rest in the furrow after toil, their large and lustrous eyes seem to thank the Lord more than man's spoken word. Near at hand, from under the sheltering trees, the farmer sees his pastures and his fields of grain as they bend their tops to the numberless beating drops of the incessant rain. He counts it as no sin that he sees therein, only his thrift and gain. These, and far more than these, the poet sees. He can behold Aquarius old, walking the fenceless fields of air, and from each ample fold of the clouds about him rolled, scattering everywhere the showery rain as the farmer scatters his grain. He can behold things manifold that have not yet been wholly told, have not been wholly sung nor said, for his thought that never stops follows the water drops down to the graves of the dead down through chasms and gulfs profound, to the dreary fountainhead of lakes and rivers underground, and sees them when the rain is done, on the bridge of color seven, climbing up once more to heaven, opposite the setting sun. Thus the seer, with vision clear, sees forms appear and disappear, in the perpetual round of strange, mysterious change, from birth to death, from death to birth, from earth to heaven, from heaven to earth, till glimpses more sublime of things unseen before unto his wondering eyes reveal the universe as an immeasurable wheel turning forevermore in the rapid and rushing river of time. I hope you enjoyed Rain in Summer and that you'll join me again next week for another episode of Fireside Poems. If you think others might enjoy Fireside Poems, please let them know about it through your social media so that they might join you and me each week by the Fireside.